Welcome back to Gut Talk with Jill and Jenna. We're sisters on a mission to help simplify gut health and help you live a more sustainable, healthy life, making health more digestible, if you will. Jenna? Hey, girl. I'm saying what's up like we don't live together. (laughs) We're not sisters. Like we didn't go out for a few drinks last Last night. night. A classic vodka soda with a little bit of lemon and lime. Absolutely. Uh, Tito's specifically. Tito's specifically, yes. Because what is Tito's? It's home in Austin, Uh, Texas. It's gluten-free. Oh, yeah. yeah. (laughs) Wow. What a perfect segue, I like how you did that because what is our episode about today? It's all about gluten. 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 Yeah, and I'm going to call myself out here Do before it. I get called out in the comments or wherever else. Mm-hmm. I realize I don't pronounce my T's well. Never have, never will. <laughs> wow. It's just... I, <laughs> she's not making any adjustments for you all. I'm accepting it. Okay. I'm going to try to say gluten, mm-hmm. but when I slip up, I'm going to say gluten. I would... Okay, first of all, we're prefacing it so people pay attention to you saying gluten now. Okay. But I don't, I don't think it needs to be... You know, I think it could be whatever it wants to be. Oh, you know, because okay. I don't think I say it. I think you're trying too hard when you say gluten. You know what I mean? <laughs> All right, guys. Today the episode is about gluten. Like, <laughs> no. All right. Well, anyway. Absolutely not. So in this episode, we're going to go over a lot of different things. But the reason that we have chosen to dedicate an entire episode to the G word mm. is because it is confusing. And it's a little fad-like sometimes right now. We are both gluten-free, gluten-free, G-free, and we find that all of our friends, people on social media, and everyone's confused. What's it in? What does it do? Why is it bad or good or or neither or both, right? And so we want to provide some support and understanding. So we're going to be breaking this down, obviously, let's say it, it is not medical advice. We are not giving medical advice, but Jenna is a nutritional therapy practitioner. Mm -hmm. She has some education behind the topic. Mm -hmm. I'm going to be asking a lot of the whys, hows, whats, and try to channel the classic person who maybe has never heard of gluten and is just kind of opening up to this world, which millions of Americans are just discovering gut health, what it means to have a healthy gut, and how your gut affects so much of what you do, right? Amen. Yep. All right. So let's dive in. We are both gluten-free a little bit of background, maybe, Jen, of some differences you notice mm-hmm. if you have something with gluten in it. Yeah, so episode one, I believe I shared a little bit of the fact that I went gluten-free in high school because I was having gut issues, not severe, but just things you know that were bothering me, and I had heard about it, and I did it, and I was like, wow, I think I feel better. But I ended up you know, going back and consuming gluten-containing foods, which you'll learn what those are in a few, um, and... I did that, I think it was two and a half years ago I went gluten-free as advised by my functional doctor, Um, and I kind of have never looked back. I have been gluten-free since then, and if I've touched gluten, it was a complete accident or it was cross-contaminated in foods. Personally, for my health, I find I feel better. I'm less bloated. Yeah. Um, I'm sharper with without consuming gluten i felt like it was making giving me a little bit of brain fog if you will some um, some like lethargicness yeah, yeah. And just more run down and i found when i gave up gluten trust me i do gluten free swaps all the time um i love you know gluten free bagels and things like that um but i found i was eating more 
you know, sweet potatoes, more nutrient-dense foods, um, more fiber um, when I was not consuming as much uh, starchy carbs or gluten-containing carbs. Sure. Um, Yeah. So let's stop right there. Mm -hmm. You're new to gut health. You've just discovered it or you've never really figured it out, but you've heard about it some. What the heck is gluten? Like, what is it? Right. So gluten is, everyone thinks it's a food, but actually gluten is proteins contained in food, such as wheat, semolina, spelt, farro, um, rye, barley, etc. Okay. And so gluten is the protein. It's basically helps the food maintain their shape and essentially acts as like that glue that holds it together. So for the people listening, Mm -hmm. the first time you try to make something gluten-free and you're you know, uh, bread or your muffin completely falls apart. Right. <laughs> yeah, we get it. We've been there. Right. So wait, can we just acknowledge the fact that a few years ago or in high school when I was gluten-free, that's like, like it was just the beginning. It felt like that people started, companies started to make gluten-free foods and they were terrible. They were awful besides yeah. the gluten-free pretzels. Okay. Those were incredible. But other yeah. than that, yeah. When we first became gluten-free, mm-hmm. there were not many brands no. out there that were into it. Nasty. And it was bad. Yeah. The substitutes were not good. We found some good substitutes that we'll talk about later. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that was bad. So yeah. so to sum it up, it is some it is found in certain foods. It helps keep the shape mm-hmm. and kind of the it, the glue that keeps it together. Mm-hmm. So gluten is an ingredient in things we eat. So let's, let's essentially, it's more of a protein. Like it's not when you, I, when you read like a food label, you don't see, it says like contains gluten. Well, Well, and you'll see that, but not in the ingredients. It's not like water, starch, right. Gluten, right. It's something contains gluten. Yes. Normally a flower, right. Some sort of flowery substance. Yeah, exactly. Like, I mean, the most popular I would say is wheat. So anything that contains wheat is has gluten. So let's talk now about things that you can find gluten in, right? Mm-hmm. Breads, mm-hmm. pastas, mm-hmm. some oatmeals, mm-hmm. cereal, right? Mostly baked goods, even some sauces. Yeah. Um, sauces are a tricky one. Yeah. You know, because at the end of the day, it acts as a thickening agent. So, um, you know, you want thickness in your ice cream let's say barbecue sauce barbecue sauce maybe add a little bit of flour in there or something um so yeah so it's in those products you know the the best is like whole wheat bread that contains gluten sure so when we were growing up whole wheat was the buzzword that everyone identified as healthy yeah if it's whole wheat it's healthy Mm -hmm. but whole wheat can have gluten right And so I want to now take us to why could we eat it 50 years ago, but why has gluten now become an issue? Yeah. So uh, these days, you know, we want our crops to grow bigger, better, faster. And so there, a lot of them are sprayed with weed killing crops like Roundup or glyphosate. Um, but there's also a lot of hybridization, like genetic. What the heck is hybridization? Yeah, so it just basically means like genetic modification. So they're changing it to grow. They're changing the wheat. Yes, to okay. grow bigger, the crops. Yeah. Okay. 
you know, bigger, better, it changing even the gluten, what the, what the gluten is now um, than it was. And basically call, call it genetically modified. Think of okay. it as just modified, changed. Yeah. And not, not everyone believes in this, right? Like, right. But there's tons of science to back up the fact that, yeah. and, and I think if you just kind of want an easy proof point, people say all the time, if I have pasta in America, my stomach hurts. If I have pasta in Italy, Italy yes. I feel great. Which literally I experienced that. So you were fine. Fine. When you went to Italy, yeah. you could have pasta. Yeah. Because I'm not, and we'll, we'll explain this more, but I'm not celiac. So I don't have an true allergy to it my sure. body does not respond to it as like you know as attacking itself it's yeah. just like it doesn't agree with gluten itself right um yeah so i want to make sure that we stay we continue to summarize what we're talking about because gluten can be confusing for me yeah. let alone someone who's never heard about it so we now understand that it's this protein it's found in things. So it's not an ingredient itself. Mm-hmm. It's a protein that's found in a lot of the common ingredients mm-hmm. used in our world today. Right. Gives it its structure. Gives it its structure. So it's in sauces, it's in breads. Uh, it can be found in salad dressings even yeah. sometimes. So the biggest thing is, is check the ingredient labels, right? Right. When right. You're- because again, you can throw in a little bit of flour, a little bit of wheat, a little bit of, you know, the gluten containing foods here and there to give it its shape to give it more of a thickness sure that everyone loves to make it taste better of course you're you're getting away from my summary here i'm trying (laughs) to make this brief right so we understand what it is we understand a little bit more of what it's in Mm -hmm. but talk to me a little bit about this gluten sensitivity that we have versus a celiac which is They're very different, but also the same. Yeah. Both of us are gluten-free, whether you have a sensitivity or celiac. But let's start with celiac because that, if you all haven't heard of it, um, it's very serious. It's an autoimmune disease. Um, And my thoughts go out to everyone that has celiac because living your daily life, like going out to restaurants and things like that, they just become such a hassle. So explain to people what is celiac versus gluten sensitivity. And we'll start with celiac. Yeah, so... I think more of celiac is an autoimmune disease. And if you have heard of an autoimmune disease, they're kind of explained as the body attacking itself. So just think of celiac. We don't need to dive deep into it because our our topic is not celiac, but sure. it's more intense. Okay. It's like you don't want to touch it or get near it. A lot right. of people who have, we have family friends that are, are celiac and, um, or even we have family members and they experience incredibly adverse reactions, like ill for days. And also, if you're celiac, you can't have anything that was cooked in the same pan right. as gluten. It gets very serious. You can't have lotion on your skin yeah. that has... So it becomes this thing where with us, it's a little bit more forgiving in a sense of like, if you cook a pancake with gluten in it and then you cook ours, we're fine. Because it's more so what we're really digesting for them. It's almost like you touch it and you're right. You're out. Right. So it becomes, and find me gluten free is an app that is really helpful. Even if you just have a gluten sensitivity, but I know that people with celiac, you're having to see if restaurants are aware of celiac to the level that they have a, a, a completely different kitchen, kitchen. space. Yeah. Right. <laughs> How That's that. And like, it's that extreme. Exactly. Exactly. So we want to call out here that, 
someone will say, oh, well, do you have celiac disease? No, that doesn't mean that you don't have a gluten insensitivity. Mm-hmm. And Jen, break that down for us because that's where we lie. We have sensitivities to gluten. Yeah. What does that mean? Yeah, so basically it's just, it's the easy way of saying that your body just doesn't agree with it. Okay. Um, You know, especially with having gut issues and you've heard perhaps the term leaky gut. Um, gluten can stimulate which is the secretion of zonulin, which I don't want to get into that because please don't. This ain't a scientific, you know, right. podcast over here. But it can help. It can open the your gut lining, like create little tight junctions, which can lead to leaky gut. Okay. So, so it's almost it's like irritating your gut. Exactly. Okay. Let's just say it just like that, okay. which can create you know more of an immune response to sure. it, which just is basically saying no wonder you get brain fog or you have joint issues okay. or you just don't feel well when you consume it. Okay, so our Gut Talk fam is listening right now and they're like, mm-hmm. cool, I understand what gluten is now. I, I know I don't have celiac disease. What are some symptoms that I could be having where if I remove gluten from my day-to-day diet and diet not being like on a diet, but like your everyday eating habits, yeah. right? <laughs> um, what, what, problems could I be having that I remove gluten and I no longer have? Yeah. So exactly what I explained, um, like neurological issues. So that brain fog feeling, Mm -hmm. I know I made a video a while back and explaining my brain fog and that video blew up because so many people are like, I feel that same same way too. Well, Um, let's just pause real quick. I mean, we talk about this over so many different episodes and so many different topics is we in the United States, but it's not only in the U.S., have become so comfortable feeling sick. Yeah. Being uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. It was. It's almost as if we don't really understand what it feels like to be healthy, which is so insane. And I know that too. I'll mm-hmm. never forget the first time we fixed all my gut issues. I felt like a million bucks. Right. I was the hottest. Uh-huh. I was the strongest. <laughs> I was the most energetic. And the only thing we really did was change the way I ate. Yeah. But it's so crazy every time, not every time, but when you post TikToks about you shouldn't have to feel bloated, tired, uh, lack of energy, brain fog, the list goes on and on. People are like, wait, what? Right. And I kind of feel like they're kidding. Like, duh. But no. Yeah. People- because it's not talked about. Exactly. You go to the doctor and you're like, oh, I've just been exhausted. And they're like, oh. I'm sorry. Yeah, me too. Right. What? <laughs> that doesn't make me feel better. <laughs> me too. Right? I mean, right. It, and I won't go too much down a rant, but I think that this is really relatable because this was me is you go to a doctor for period cramps and he's like, oh, I'm sorry. Millions of women struggle. Right. And you're like, right. So maybe we should create an issue, like a, a, solution a solution to this, right? Yeah. Or... Every time I go to the bathroom or every time I eat, I run to the bathroom. Oh, too bad for you. You got IBS. Right. <laughs> Excuse me. Like they, they're right. so, it's so quick to just like slop a bandaid and say, ah, too bad for you. Or here's right. a medication. Right. Yeah. And I don't even know this. Cause like we've, it's, ex- we both experienced it. Yeah. So I, my whole point in saying all of this is that these symptoms that yeah. gluten can trigger, right. The skin problems, the neurological issues of brain fog, the digestive issues, mm-hmm. the joint pain is headaches. a crazy one. Headaches. Yep. These are all symptoms of 
potential gluten sensitivity. Right. But if you go to the doctor for headaches, they're not going to say, hey, let's check to see what for you're the eating. Most part, right. They're like, here's some pain medication. Pop two of these babies anytime you get a, med- a headache yeah. and go sleep for half the day. Oh my God. Yeah. And what is that? That's another band aid fix. Right. So if that, so if, if, if this sounds like you, if you have some of these issues, this brings us to the whole point of, okay, well, what do I do about it? How do I know? We also missed one, like just stomach pain. Yeah, stomach, stomach pain, pain and, issues and in, diarrhea. Yeah, yeah in general. Because I can't tell you how many of my friends, I think one of the really cool parts about what we do mm-hmm. is uh, we can be like this mini resource to a lot of our friends, which yep. I love. Mm-hmm. I get the most random text messages like, hey, Jill, is this hot dog brand okay? Right. I'm like, it looks good to me, <laughs> right? She loves this story. But, <laughs> but... I had this one good friend, and I won't call her out. Uh-huh. And she's like, Jillian, I, which is, I never call myself Jillian, but Jillian. Here, here we go. Here we go. Um, I cannot eat anything without going to the bathroom. Like every single day, I deal with so much bloating. My stomach's constantly in pain to the point where it's affecting me at work. Mm-hmm. And for the longest time, I was like, hey, maybe you should just try being gluten-free. Just see if it helps you. And she didn't really do that for a while. And then one day, without knowing, without me knowing, she went gluten-free. Oh, it's the best she's ever felt. I'm like, hmm, Would you look at that? Interesting. So I guess my point is, it's not the worst thing in the world to remove for a few weeks. And then if you feel absolutely no different, maybe that wasn't your issue or maybe there's more to explore. Yeah. But it's a really great way to start to see, hmm, how does my gut react to gluten? Yeah. And so you're probably asking the question, well, how do I know? How do I know if I have a gluten sensitivity? Because there are tests that you can do. So with my clients, I'll do a stool test. And one of the... um you know, the markers on the stool test is anti, is gliadin. So basically it's saying, do you have a sensitivity to gliadin, which is just one component of gluten. And it would be silly if we got all into that, but let's just say it tests for a gluten sensitivity. Well, that's just one little component that even, so if that marker doesn't come out as, oh, positive for, or high for, um, you know, a gluten sensitivity, sure. then it doesn't mean you're not gluten sensitive. Right. And also, you can't just be like, oh, I'm going to just have like half a slice of pizza though, but it wasn't that much gluten. Like it's, if you do go gluten-free to see if you have the sensitivity, you have to completely remove right. it. That's a side note. Okay. Um, oh, sorry. <laughs> so sorry. Well, that's on, on part of the, um, when it comes to testing for it. Yeah. You don't, okay. but at the same time, there's another test too that you can do. It's a blood test. Okay. Food sensitivity testing. It's called the MRT. This is what I do as, as well. Um, that the MRT test, test? Yeah. Okay. Again, we don't need to go too much in detail, but the a test for wheat sensitivity through blood tests. Okay. But again, that's wheat. That's not gluten. So my point of all of this is there are so, there are many tests that you can do. Mm-hmm. They might not be perfect and they might still say that maybe you don't have a sensitivity when really it's affecting you because it's creating those little, um, holes in your gut lining. Sure. And so Go ahead. at the end of the day, what is the best way to know? And that's what Jill said is why not give it a try? Give it up three to four weeks, right. all gluten containing foods. Yeah. And this doesn't mean that you can't have a bagel. There's great gluten-free bagels. Exactly. It doesn't mean you can't have a slice of gluten-free bread. We have incredible gluten-free pasta. So we're not asking you to ruin or destroy your life. There's a lot of really great alternatives at restaurants as well, but 
if you seriously have issues, if if this is affecting your everyday life, if you are trying to make a positive change in your gut health, this is worth it. Yeah. In our opinions, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, it's worth it. And it's and it's not a forever thing too. Why not give it a shot three to four weeks? Right. We all can do things for three to four weeks, right? See how you feel. If you find an improvement, fantastic. The feedback we get on social media, I have seen countless, countless, countless comments being like, I gave up gluten and I... Changed my life. Changed my life. Yeah. Feel amazing. And also, this is this is not scientific. This mm-hmm. is just what I've noticed about my body. I had so much puffiness, mm-hmm. inflammation mm-hmm. in my face, in my stomach, even in like my hands, mm. that my my fingers have never been skinnier. Wow. But my point is that it does cause inflammation, right? Yeah. Okay. I mean, I noticed that in myself. Yeah. I feel like inflammation is just the easiest word okay. to say. Oh yeah. I forgot. You know that what you I mean? That. Yeah. No, I don't. I mean, it, it, and that's kind of the truth and that's the simple way, but right. Puffiness. Right. Let's just say it right. You know? Yeah, exactly. Say it how it is. Yeah. Now you've heard all this. You're like, okay, I am going gluten free mm-hmm. because I want to feel better. I'm giving this a shot. Please don't think just because it's gluten-free, you can have unlimited amounts of it. Right. Because if you fill your day with gluten-free bagels and breads and just like go and you don't actually eat healthier foods, that's not the best solution, right? So it's like, yes, have the gluten-free bagel, but we are still pushing for you to eat real foods, Mm -hmm. right? And that's what it comes down to. A lot of times you see the people that they're like, I gave up gluten, so now I'm eating more sweet potatoes, vegetables. Right. Uh, quality meat sources. I'm just saying, so you know I have major beef with all the marketing teams of, like, big food America. No pun intended. (laughs) What did I say? Major beef. (laughs) (laughs) I have a lot of issues because they're tricky. And you know what? Good for them because they make millions and billions and trillions of dollars off of us. Yeah. But they use buzzwords Mm -hmm. that have tricked our mind. For instance, growing up, you see sugar-free, you're like, oh, that's healthy. Right. Right? Whole wheat, healthy. Mm -hmm. They condition you to think that these buzzwords, and right now a buzzword is gluten-free. Yeah. It might be gluten-free, but it has 19 grams of added sugar. Well, you know what? At this point, it's kind of like taking one problem away and, and adding more of another right. one or, so yeah or gums or fillers because again as i said how the gluten uh, makes it take its shape sure they have to replace it with something if they can't find the right way to make it right or if they want to make it cheaper yeah so that's when they add in those gums you yeah. may see like um oh gosh i'm forget i'm gonna forget like xanthan gums like okay but you know certain fillers that are just gonna be these like replacements for the sure. gluten itself that you know can also yeah absolutely so the best way is if you want to make your own breads, mm-hmm. I think Simple Mills, is that the brand? Yeah. They have really great uh, pre-made like bread packets and things like that, pizza crust, yeah. all that good stuff. What we're going to do is the day that this episode drops, we will also be dropping a gluten-free guide, yep. which basically just says, these are the brands we love. We could probably, you know try to work with brands, but this will not be paid. No brand is paying us to put us in the sky. It's literally just like, hey, if you're looking for gluten-free pasta, this is where Here we go. Is. What is what's in or what are gluten-containing foods? Just exactly. like kind of an overall guide that you can be like, all right, thank you guys for sharing this information, but like, I need more. I right. want to make this change. Right. So I need a resource and you'll be able to find that on our website. So 
we're really excited to provide yeah. that resource for you. And we're happy to do a follow-up. If there are tons of questions from this episode, please let us know. Yeah. Because we don't know what you all don't know. Yeah. But we wanted to give an overall guide of this is what gluten is. This is why we took it away. I mean, we both feel so much better. And admittedly, every once in a while when I'm out, I might have a little bit of gluten, but I don't feel great after. Yeah. And yeah, let's just like... I just want to make sure everyone knows that this is not like, unless you have celiac where it's incredibly, you know, it's, it's dangerous and it's, it's an immune system. Thing. Yeah. You cannot have gluten. Right. Yeah. Um, this, we're not, we're, we're not, not saying, yeah, we're never. not asking for you to be perfect yeah. over here. You know, we're just trying to give you knowledge is power. Knowledge is power. And if you know better, you can do better. And I think yes. that is what we'll continue to say because we do believe that it is up to you what you want to do with your health. We're just sitting here providing the resources. Yeah. So, so, so once you listen to this episode, check out our gluten-free guide that will be out. You can find it. We'll have links on our TikTok and our Instagram and our website. Yeah. And we thank you ahead of time for your support. Everyone does this, and I feel like we got to do it. You got to like, subscribe, comment, comment, and and please give us feedback. And yeah. We lead in the direction of you all and how we can help you Our all. Our gut talkers. Our gut talkers. So with that being said, the next time we talk about gluten, we will bring on someone who knows a lot more yeah. than myself and, and Jenna. That way we can give you a little bit more of the history and background, but we don't want this to be a science lesson. We just kind of want to clear the air on a lot of the common questions we get. Um, involving the gluten. The gluten. <laughs> all right, Jen. I think that's it. Thank you all. See yes. you next, next time. time.